0: Welcome to Adama Stars, Naked Truths. My name is Junior, and I'm a filmmaker, an entrepreneur, a husband to an amazing wife, and a father of two wonderful children. The purpose of this podcast is to share my and other people's life experiences to help equip us with the tools necessary to get through trauma. Thanks for tuning back in. So for those that don't know, I'm a professional, camera operator that specializes in feature films and TV dramas. On my last episode, I briefly outlined my journey into film. And even though I had been in the industry for a number of years, setting into my new role wasn't easy. So one of the biggest challenges coming into the industry was getting my own equipment. This was significant because in order for me to practice in the rig and get enough time and really position myself in front of people i needed to know that i knew my equipment and that my equipment was standing by at any given moment now the investment was significant you know especially because i didn't want to go small and and have to upgrade later on i wanted to kind of commit and go hard now, even though the pressure was intense, smaller, more manageable transactions that would have cost me more long-term. You know, the equipment that I used at the very beginning was able and still is able to serve me to this day, but that came at intense pressure um, to the point whereby I had to really look at myself in in the mirror and say to myself, how badly do I really want it? you know, literally, like, I'm nervous, you know, like, yo, I've, I've got all this, I've invested all this money into this, and, you know, this is like the family's lifeline, this is my lifeline, you know, and I have to make this work, you know, this is, this is, this is no joke, you know, you look at people and you say, oh, they only look, they only care about one thing, no, they've put, not some, some, some maybe, but for me, it was more, I've put myself out there, I've put myself in a situation whereby I'm under intense pressure to, to be all that I want to be, but also to be what I need to be, to to provide for myself and my family. That does transform you in different ways. Um, and people react to that in, in again, in different in different ways. But for me, it was more, I need to become, you know? And that pressure, helped me step up. At the beginning, I didn't really have that much support, nor the appropriate contacts to make the transition from lighting to camera effortless. So sleeping was truly a luxury as I needed to figure stuff out. Amazing companies such as Tiffin, as well as individuals, individual operators such as Grant, Sandy Phillips, showed me and still showed me to this very day a lot of love. Without these type of people and organizations around me, my growth would have been so much more slower. As I didn't come up the traditional route, having some support was vital. My biggest battle at that point, at that time, was that no one knew me, let alone wanted to risk their reputation on a complete stranger. And I felt that is so important that, you know, sometimes you say, oh no, the industry or people or external things are preventing me from achieving this and that. And even though there's, you know, there is significance in that, I think it's what really precedes all of that is the mindset. You know, the mindset in terms of, okay, what do I need to be in order for, that situation to change, rather than saying, oh, that situation should change regardless. Um, And I think it's very easy to objectify and externalize everything um, without first internalizing it. I think it was about a year and a half. Yeah, a good year and a half. And I don't think I could get any work as a camera operator. With my lighting work, Begin to slow down. Now you know. I think I was getting to that crossroads whereby, yo, do I keep going forward or do I go backwards? You know, because the realization was was slowly beginning to hit me that I may have made a very expensive mistake. This is a real thing, you know. Like you know, you know when when, when people put themselves out there, they do so at at a cost you know a cost that people may perceive them as not having the the strength to move forward as well as it also says to you, you know, mentally that oh i couldn't achieve that and and that knocks a lot of confidence out of you and i feel that you know it's it's very important to find a way to dig deep, to really say, why do you want this? Why do you want to be here? Why do you deserve to be here? And without these sort of questions that you ask yourself, situations and circumstances can become bigger than than you are at that moment. And this is where your character is definitely questioned. Even though people didn't know me, in this new role, nor did people want to entertain the idea. What preceded was my attitude of myself. You know, who did I want to be and why was it important? I need to study to be improved and master my craft of operating to the point that at least I had work to show rather than complain. I decided to create opportunities and become more aggressive and put myself out there. So over the next 12 months, I hustled real hard. I mean, I think I must have messaged about 300 people on various digital platforms that I had at my disposal. I got loud, I was aggressive, you know, I was fully invested in making this work. And I think in that whole period, the whole 12 month period, I think I must have got about 50 jobs, you know, mainly in music and short films. Whereby I would offer my services as a way to get in, rather than wait for people to invite me in because they needed my specific skill set. I wasn't using my position as an excuse, rather a spark to catapult me. You know, I practiced daily, spent most of my time visualizing moves at home if I wasn't on set. Either way, I had to always be learning. You know, and this was this couldn't be questioned. I couldn't. I couldn't, you know, one thing you can't rush is the process. It will take as long as it needs to take in order for you to be what you need to be and trying to rush it or take shortcuts, it will come out. It will transpire in your work in some form or fashion. And for me, I needed to stay there. Now there's, you know, there's strength to and faith to kind of get to one place. But it's also another strength and faith to actually remain there. And for me, remaining there was vital. So even though, you know, I, I, I was getting busier, you know, I wasn't busy enough to kind of go full time yet. I was still, you know, doing and uh, managing the lighting, you know, well, as it were, the lighting gigs that was that was offered um, and trying to manage both of them simultaneously. A wise man told me that you can't serve two masters and that you get to a point whereby you would love one more than the other. I had to make a decision. Ideally now, um, you know, in terms of who do I fully go for? Or who, who do I fully commit to? Do I hold on to the past, which was secure and reliable? Or do I move forward to the future? Even though I had no financial guarantee. My grit, my character was tested, you know, and I think it was it was on there was like a, a major situation that happened for me whereby, you know, this big gaffer sent me a message saying, Oh, he wanted me to be part of his team, his lighting team, um, and doing this big three-day commercial. And I was like, I was excited because it's like, yo, this is this is a big break, you know. Um And you know, there was many lighting breaks and if I was available, I needed to confirm now because I need to book somebody like right now. Uh, yeah, that was stress because you know, one thing that people don't like, especially in this industry are jumpers, you know, people that commit to a job and then suddenly change their mind last minute after they've got the job. Always hated this because it messes people's plans. Um, And especially being somebody who likes to organize and prepare and make sure the right person is doing the right thing, having somebody just change or there's only so many times you can use certain cards, you know, um, until it becomes an issue. Anyway, so I said yes to the Steadicam job, even though I had already committed to the three-day commercial. I had no idea what I was going to tell the gaffer, but all I know is that I was both happy And annoyed, you know, you're happy. Obviously I've just got a Steadicam job, but at the same time, annoyed because the timing couldn't be worse. And, you know, I didn't really have many options, you know, that I could really use. So anyway, so I told him I couldn't do the last day and that I had a replacement standing by, He was pissed, literally, like he, he was not happy. It was in that moment that I realized what serving two masters really meant and how you will love one more than the other so let's put some context to this so i want to leave a well-paying career to become a steadicam operator in a field that i'm not professionally experienced with in the pursuit of making magic through films now the more thing about it yeah it it sounds yeah it's a bit funny is it yes it's a bit ridiculous actually yeah, I don't know what I was thinking about, but at the time it, it made a lot of sense, you know, like, yo, yeah, that makes sense. But no, it doesn't. You know, especially when you put family into that, you know, like I had you know, I had two kids, you know. I that's an amazing wife, you know. I I've got, I've got a mortgage, I've got I've I've got i I've got to still provide, you know, and look after these my ecosystem, you know. I, I'm committed to that for life you know it's not it's not a thing that I take lightly I still need to you know get up every day and go to A to B you know like all these things this is a real thing so these decisions weren't just oh I feel like doing that let me just do that it came everything came at a cost and I had to really justify is it worth it like do I do I really need it am I really that unhappy in my current position, in my expression, that I can justify throwing away something that was secure, safe, and reliable for something that isn't. You know, and I think in that moment I said, Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll do it now. Uh that's not that's I leave that for tomorrow, but you know, I think right now, or well, at that moment, I I had to justify pursuit in my career was worth more than the breath of life itself. I had, I kept going into my fortune change. So I did a job mentally. It was a tough one, but I got it done. I was excited now that I reached a point whereby my name had, or is, or was being thrown about in a way that I no longer need to justify two people in having both myself and my skill set now they requested my skill set specifically and that was a big shift for me because I was trying to convince people before that you know you, you should you should have cam you should have a study camera you know you operate on your on your project because it can bring so much more value and a b and c and blah 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 and to be able now for the opposite to happen is it was a surreal moment you know because i was working so hard to kind of show people that oh i can do this job and i can do it honorably and for it this to switch it's like oh snap oh this is this is a thing now you know it's not just something that ob- i objectified it's now actually a real thing and then now I'll get excited because now everything's changing, and you know, maybe this is gonna be, you know, my moment. And then guess what? COVID hit. I'm like, yo. Like I just told myself and the heavens that yo, I'm ready. Like, I'm I'm ready to commit. This is what I want to do. This is who I want to be. And this is what they send me. I'm like, yo, really? Like, I couldn't work anymore. No one could work. The industry had, like, officially come to a halt. So this was, like, this was a major blow. It was, like, I've been working for, what, three years at that moment to actually get to a point whereby, yo, a few people are seeing me now. They know of my name. And now I can actually think about actually going full time. And then you hit me with COVID. I'm like, oh. My heart sank. I won't even lie. I was on the job that day and they said, yeah, we shut down production because of COVID. Oh, and no one's working. And we don't know how long it's going to last for. I was like, "Uh, what? Yeah, what? This is just shattered by my my dreams, you know? Um, But that's what I thought anyway. Despite, you know, COVID becoming a massive health scare for the entire world, I also also saw it as an opportunity to transform myself. I was no longer transitioning. I was. At the time, there was no work, so I simply sat and focused my attention. Family is all I cared about at that moment, you know, and before it was always Oh, I, I care about family but I have to be at work I need some pride for my family then I come back to family but then I go back to work so it was always this whole I'm always going away from my highest values and you know And sometimes you know I say to myself yo like if I believe in this value but my daily activities show contrary to that fact then then what am I talking about you know there's then, then that's not my highest value, and and this had to change. It was the first time you know, COVID was the first time that I could commit to being present. You know, I held my children for the first time since their birth, without worrying about having to shoot off for work. It was such a beautiful time. So it allowed me to put my my grind, my career into context. You know, uh, something for me that shifted. You know, I I wanted. More of this beautiful time that COVID provided in terms of the, the the reprioritization of values and the awareness of actually what really mattered. But in order for me to have that, I needed to cement my career so that I can go from one extreme to the other. You know, spend as much time that my family needed, um, and then I'm gone making a just grind work and then come back um, but spending that quality time on a regular basis because working for the sake of working wasn't my goal you know it was about to, it was about having more life you know and having life more abundantly you know and uh, being able to spend and create quality time with a family that when I was growing up I never had. And so to be in a situation where by now I can create that, that reality that I saw on TV and that reality can become, well, that dream, that fantasy can become my reality. That's like, that's a big thing for me. And and now I have the opportunity to create that, you know, I have the opportunity to live that, you know, I have beautiful, beautiful wife, I have two beautiful children and. I'm in this position whereby, because nobody could work, I could actually feel something for the first time, you know, feel that that love, that connection. And I said to myself, "Wow, this is this is why I, I I need to grind hard. This is why I need to consolidate and cement my my career and know for sure who I am and what I am and." justify that my decisions have made the family better as well as my own life better. And so for me, this, this transition from lighting to camera was a big thing for me. It was a a big deal, not just, oh, I now want to express myself in a different way. I need to really be in that place whereby my life can be magical. Like how films were magical for me when I was young, when I was a young boy. And they allowed me to transcend and become something that I couldn't possibly be um, without someone else telling their vision on the screen. And so for me, that was a big thing. That was a big thing. And so COVID represented the opportunity for me to really be still and put things into context. So one of the key goals that came out of this moment of stillness was me being able to get an agent or be a part of some sort of diving service. As many of the top operators at the time were, it would, for me, it was a way for productions to see me in a different light and to also help with negotiations, which I'd be doing it all by myself, but you know, one thing about doing everything by yourself is that everything gets a bit personal and it also gets a bit tiring. You know, a producer would say, oh, you know, we only have this in the budget. And then you say no because this is the ray, and you go back and forth and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, to make the deal work. And then you either say, walk away or you stick with it because it's kind of where you need to be at in terms of the deal. And even though, you know, I was used to that, I needed to focus my energy elsewhere and leverage my time better so that I can get those jobs, you know, especially in film and TV that eluded me. so many years especially because of both a technicality in terms of my ability to do the job as well as you know my my experience people just didn't know that I could do that job or that I could be useful in that sort of domain so even though I was used to it I need to focus my energy elsewhere and leverage my time better so I reached out to all the top agents in the industry and one reason they all said no. Actually, yeah, all of them said no. Actually, there wasn't a single one that said yes. Um, and the ones that, you know, got back to me, which were only a handful, actually got back to me. Um, one in particular said, no, um, the only way that we could even remotely, uh, you know, take a person like you on is if you did. A, B, and C, so I need to do more commercials, more music videos, more TV, more feature films, and I'm saying to myself well sure I need you to help me you know, achieve those, it's like what came first, chicken on the egg but for whatever reason they said that the work that I've done thus far isn't good enough you know, uh, I'm not sellable enough um, they will struggle to get me work and blah 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 and do you know what I just had to take it on the chin and say, nothing. I just smiled. That's what I did. I just smiled, you know. So every single one of the the agents, the agents and diary services, they said no to me. You know, that I reached out to. There's probably some that I could have reached out to, but I think the main ones that I wanted to be a part of, they all said no. And I said, okay, cool, cool. I'm going to go back to doing what I do best, hustle. You know, because... For me, stopping wasn't an option. So six months later now, um, I'm doing the odd job here and there, and I get this random call, you know, to say, oh, Junior, are you ready, for, like, to, to operate? The DP, Is a, you know, does massive Hollywood films, and, you know, and he wants, he wants to interview you. You know, he wants to work with somebody like yourself. I'm like, huh? Me? Really? Uh, interviews like uh okay like i've never done an interview you know for a job you know in this sort of capacity so well okay uh, okay um and yeah i thought yeah this is another level you know i mean absolute another level you know being being that it was covid times zoom was a thing you know so you know i'm there in front of my computer listening to this dp talk about all these requirements, you know, and my heart was pounding, like, I, like, he's talking about stuff that I need to do and stuff like that, so like, yo, he's gonna, you're like, yo, what am I putting myself into, like, I'm I? do I really want this pressure, you know, and you no, know, I was like, yeah, and then, I was getting nervous. I won't even lie. I was I was real nervous. I was real nervous. He was talking. I was like, uh oh. I think one point, like I just didn't, didn't hear anything. I just saw his, his lips move. I was like, oh, I may have bitten too much. So I can chew. But anyway, then he says, I've seen some of your work. And he loves it. What? He just, he just, he just said what, he just said that he likes my work. I was like, yo! And he says he needs somebody that can, that can move. And I smiled and I said, dancing is what I do. And he, he chuckled, I was like, yeah. And so I get the job. Yeah, I quit the job. Yo, I, I get the job, my heart. Yeah, I was so ecstatic and you know, and what makes it what makes it very surreal is that on this specific job, I'm filming people that I'm watching their TV series on the screen. Like I'm at home, I'm watching those actors, and then and now I'm in front of those actors, filming them. It was surreal. I was like, "Yeah, this is mad." You know, so I had some fire. You know, it's like and it was on Cloud Nine is very is very like perplexed. And this was going to be the start of my career, making magic in films. And, oh, yeah, on a side note, yeah, I, I did go back to all those agents 12 months later and um, all of them said yes, um, ironically. Um, but it was a real eye opener for me because, you know, sometimes you have to put yourself out there. You know, you have to see how bad do you want things, you know? And uh, your wives have to be strong enough to kind of get you through stuff. And I think for me, it was more a journey of discovery. Discovery in terms of, actually, I have a lot to offer. It's just, I need to believe that what I have to offer, people actually need. So this brings me to the end. And as always, these are my three main observations. Number one, keep on fighting. Stopping is not the option. There will always be a reason that tells you to stop. The best thing about the struggle is that it reminds you in who you need to be in order for you to sit where you are today. Getting knocked down isn't a problem, staying down is. Two, a positive attitude is the only attitude. Now, this is powerful as it creates the opportunity for you to detach yourself from your circumstance and see the bigger picture. Circumstances can sometimes push you in being one thing, sometimes contrary to what you actually want to be. It's in these moments whereby our character is tested. And finally three, smile, smile, and smile some more. Sometimes it's simply all you got left. Thank you for listening. Mm And that brings me to the end of this part of this episode, I hope it has helped someone, even if it's just one person keep on fighting. Please send me your messages, as it would be great to hear your thoughts on similar battles and grow together. Thank you.